make noise. Make noise, make noise, make noise, make noise. Make noise, make noise, make noise, make noise, make noise. Make noise, make noise. Make noise. Stop, what's going on, Thugger? What's, what's up, boys? How you doing, man? I'm good, I'm good. I'm good, good. I can't man. even see you, bro. I can't see you. I can't see you. I okay. told Latorio, yeah, we in Houston. I got all the lights on in my car, but it's still dark, man. It's dark out there right now, man. What's good with you, man? Chilling, man. Chilling, bro. Just just ripping around, running errands today. That's it, man. Trying to get back that's, to the crib. That's your move. Um, first things first, man. I have been trying to get in touch with you for a little while. I, I can't see you, but I'll just we'll, we'll talk. There's a bunch of different things I want to talk to you about. Um, before I get into all of that, man, how are, how are things in Houston, man? Because it's, it's crazy, man. I was just down there like a week ago. Benny the Butcher just got hit down there. And Dallas dudes is getting hit. What's, what's going on down there, bro? Yeah, man, it is crazy. Houston uh, crime rate is actually up, you know, uh, real high right now. Um, we got that's in Dallas where Boosie got shot at. So, you know, yeah. there's a lot going on out there. But man, yeah, it's bad out here. It's getting bad out here, man. I don't know. It always get a it get it get bad around Christmas time. But you know, with Corona adding on to that, it's making it you know even more, even worse. You know what I'm saying? So uh, I think it's just really, man. It's just a lot of people out here. Just it ain't really a lot of money circling, you know, uh, circling around. So you know, that's what I, I believe is the issue for the most part. I mean, cause. My thing is this, like that whole, that 45 corridor, like, you know, of course, Dallas, you go from Dallas to Houston on 45, like, right. it's just been crazy on that whole corridor. I was there, I was there, no problem, because, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing nothing, no jury, no nothing, whatever, but right, right before I left, Mo, Mo got, Mo got killed. Right when I get, when I, right when I leave Houston, Benny get hit. Like, I just couldn't even believe it, man, but like you said, maybe... Maybe the streets are hungry and then you add a little coronavirus in there and, 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 and God knows what you get there. Right. It's just a different time. You know, uh, Houston used to be a place that was always safe, or at least the places where he was at. Like, he was in the Galleria area, you know, and um, usually that is a, the safe zone in Houston where people can move like that. But, uh, you know, like I say, it's a different time right now. And even in those places that usually be safe, Stuff is going down, you know what I'm saying, right now. So it's kind of like what, all over the place. What What do you do, knowing the city, what do you do to protect yourself in a situation like that? Because obviously you're from the city. Everybody know you. We all know you got bread. How do you move to protect yourself? That's pretty much it. Everybody know me, you know what I'm saying? They know me here, you know what I'm saying? So it's like. I, I can probably move more places than somebody from out of town, but they just look at people who ain't from around here, uh, you know, and they feel like, it, I mean, I guess they feel like, you know, uh, they they in, in a different, you know, they slipping or whatever, you know, by being, you know, out and about and not being from here. You know, I don't know if that's just, I don't know if that's the case. I'm guessing like everybody else, but I'm I'm from here. You know, of course, I, I never had no problems. You know, now these youngsters on a whole nother different page these days. So I ain't going to just say, you know what I'm saying, everything 100% good. But also, I'm not out here. I stay connected with the streets. You know, I stay giving back. I stay doing stuff in the community. 
You know what I'm saying? So hopefully I done fed some of these youngsters who out here doing whatever and they, they looking and thinking twice about robbing me for stuff we did by giving back, you know, uh, or whatever it may be. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I'm connected to a lot of people. I know a lot of people. And that's just how I always wanted to stay and how I am, you know. But at the same time, I do ride uh, cautiously. You know, I, I'm always, I'm, I got my gun license, you know, so it's nothing, you know. Uh, I keep mine like the police, so it ain't no issue. But, uh, I mean, like, I don't know what to say. You know, like I say, it's just it's just a different time in Houston. Everybody should be cautious. You know, everybody. Listen, I was down in Houston and Dallas for about a year. And I didn't understand the game about how gun ownership goes down there. And one time I was in a rehearsal uh, with my girlfriend at, at, at the time. And everybody, like, I was the only one in there without a gun. I was like, oh, yeah, boom, boom, boom. He was like, yo, can you right. have a gun in New York? I was like, nah, you can't have no gun in New York, man. Like, you got, you know, if you get, you get a gun, you get two years, whatever. And they was like, what are you talking about? Everybody... Like the whole band had a fucking gun. The pianist pulled out a fucking nine. The dude, the dude fucking that was the guitar motherfucker pulled out an AR-15. I was like, yo, what the fuck? I was the only one in there without a gun. And I felt mad uncomfortable. And, and, and right. it, it was just it, it just understanding how the culture is in terms of guns yeah. and, and everybody everybody got guns out here everybody women men everybody like you'll see a woman fine woman she got a pistol in her purse like everybody got and you don't even have to have a gun license out here to have a gun anybody can have a gun you know as long as it's concealed so it's like as long as you all you know over the age or whatever but you know in, in texas it's been like that forever and that, that's probably another reason why things is cool because Everybody, I don't know nobody who don't carry a gun. You know what I'm saying? So it's like everybody even kind of out here. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's what I, you know, that's what I said. The minute, if everybody got a gun, nobody's going to really make a move because you can't make a move. You can't make a move because you don't know if the next person got a gun. Somebody's grandmother got a gun. I'm not fucking with that. I, you know something? If there's an altercation, let's keep it light because one of us is going to die here. Um, but let's, Everybody, let's, let's, let's start here. I'm talking about the working guy, working people, the white nerds. Everybody has a gun in Houston. Everybody, I'm talking anybody you name, old women, young women, all that. Everybody got a gun. It's just like that. That's the culture. Rather it be for hunting, they do hunting and do the tactical stuff. You know, for family, for fun, or you just you know for safety. Like it's everybody you know got a gun. Like I. I that's how it is. That's how I feel, you know, out here. So, yeah, it's so, just normal out here. I be seeing how a lot of rappers get caught up out of town, and hopefully I got a little light right here. I'm trying to light yeah. the city. But, yeah, I see a lot of rappers, you know, out of town um, go to jail and get cases. Oh, yeah, right. now you could, bro. Now you could. Now you Right, now I, you I had to park. I had to find somewhere to park and get some light. Yeah, man, but it's real, though, out here in Houston. I, I mean, but it, it ain't so bad, I don't think. You know, like... Um, I think, yeah, ha being able to have have a weapon is good. You know what I'm saying? Because the people who are, are doing the crimes are not caring if it's right or if it's legal or not because they already doing the crime. So, you know, it's, it's good to give the uh, the um, the people a chance to protect themselves. Hold on, people. Ladies, 
Would y'all please calm down? If you want a sugar daddy or whatever, I'll get to that <laughs> with him later on. Just let me finish talking to the man. And I don't care uh, if you're right or not. I'm sure he'll, I'm sure he'll take a white woman. But let me finish open. talking to the man, please. It's open uh, out here, too. Uh, it's open in Houston. If y'all need me to fly y'all out, baby, let me know. <laughs> I didn't want to get you that, like... <laughs> you know, I see you doing all kinds of shit on Instagram, bro. You, you yeah. coming at Megan the Stallion right away? Like, how oh, are you yeah. doing this, man? I just speak my mind, man. Close mouths don't get fed, and shot dudes don't get hit, man. So, you know, I just learned that in my experience in life, Put it out there. Just say it, you know. And they they gonna bite on it or they ain't. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Like I'm not. I don't mind getting this, but you know, I want everybody to know what I'm thinking. I want you to know I, I got it on my mind. You know, so it worked okay. for me. So I, I just exercised that rule. Okay, so I'm gonna ask you this because it, I'm, I'll tell you the story behind it, but I'm gonna ask you this: How yeah. is it that you're able to take a shot like that publicly, and then and then other women you can just you don't get jammed up with your ladies? Nothing. I get jammed up. I get jammed up. Really, on the cool, honestly, out on the Megan the Stallion, if I was really trying to shoot, shoot, I would be in a DMs. Like, a lot of that, I, it started with me just having fun, really. I like to troll a lot. So it started with me doing it on her page, and then I would get comments from the younger dudes, like, man, get your old butt up out there, leave her alone, you know? You know, so I was just enjoying that. And then Shade Room picked it up and took it to a whole other level. And, you know, it was really just, it was just funny to me just to see the replies of people, you know, my haters or whatever. Like, it was it was funny to me. But she is fine, and I definitely do like her, though, so don't get it twisted. But at no, the end no, of the day, no. I just was doing it for the, uh, you know, it's really just our jokes and fun to me. No, sir, but if she came to you and said, you can knock this down, I'm sure you take her inside oh, yeah. that car and do it right there, sir. For sure, for sure. She bad. She lined up right with me. She tall enough. She need to quit tripping. I don't even understand how she talked to somebody like Tory Lanez who that tall instead of a tall guy like Slim who lined up with her, you know, from Texas. She need to come out with it. I might be too old for it. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? She no, 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 sir, sir, sir. Confidence never gets old. You can be 70 years old. If you got money, you're confident, you're doing your thing, you're always going to be a magnet for women. I, I want to see this, though. Since we're on the subject and I get to the other stuff later, yeah. In researching Slim Thug, because I know, I mean, I was there, I played the records on Hot 97. I know you, Paul Wall, all of that. I got that. In researching, my assistant Emily was going over articles. And she came across a couple of articles, and she basically, these articles just got her so hot, she started talking to me for like fucking an hour and a half, and I heard an hour and a half of her personal shit. And, right. and, and I want to say something. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. You are a hero to some men. And, yeah. and, and because of the things you said. For example, <laughs> you, you said that men are soft. You said men, soft men who are afraid to like women's pictures on Instagram, they need to fucking buckle up and do whatever they want to do. Explain right. your thinking on that. What, what, what made you just come out and say that knowing that a bunch of women would be mad? It was just, uh, I get a lot, I get accused of being thirsty a lot. And like I just said, you know, that was my um, mind frame on it. I believe in speaking my mind. And a lot of these times on the coup, I just be joking, you know what I'm saying? Because I know a lot of people expect me to, uh, 
you know, do the uh, extra stuff in the comments, but a lot of it. But at the same time, I, in real life, I believe in speaking my mind, you know what I'm saying, and saying what's on my mind, liking pictures that I like. And, uh, you know, like, because it's, it's a lot of people move fake, especially on Instagram. They'll see something they like and don't like it because they don't want to look thirsty. Or they might uh, be scared to like it because they're in a relationship and, you know, whatever it may be. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just trying to, you know, encourage men to take the power back. Right now, we're living in a savage society where women are doing the most and, you know, really, you know, exercising their right to be whatever they want to be. So why not us exercise our, our right to like pictures if we like a picture? You know what I'm saying? If if I'm with you and you in my bed, me liking the picture shouldn't it shouldn't bother you because you're the one in my bed. If it's somebody who look good. You know, and and I and ain't nothing wrong with me liking the picture and acknowledging that. Like that's like watching TV. It ain't like I'm trying to necessarily have sex with this woman. It's just me saying that that's a good picture. Now you shouldn't be insecure and feel like oh, you know, like. But the, I would say this, okay? If you're in a relationship, I understand it more. You know, it's more rules, you know, involved with that or whatever. But uh, even still, I believe a, a perfect relationship. The woman or man shouldn't be insecure in likes, you know, like you shouldn't go as far as slim probably in with the comments and say the extra stuff. But a like is a like, man. Like, that's what it's for. You know, you sh everybody should be able to like a picture they like and be cool. You know what I'm saying? With no problems. The, the problem is, bro, that and, and I, I tell people, I'm just going to be honest. I tell people to like with their eyes and not with their fingers because when, when a woman, a woman, they, they, they go through Instagram, they can tell everything you like, they can tell everything you do, and the next thing you got a fucking million questions. I'm trying to go to the Slim Thug School. How do I navigate myself through that, sir? You just continue to do what you want to do, man, and then you put that on the table. Look, man, how is this, you know, uh, like, how am I liking the picture? Is doing anything, you know, to mess up us? If you in my bed, you the woman I'm with, you who I want. You do, you hold, on, I hold, hold, hold on, sir. Hold on, sir. Say that one more time. I need to write that down, <laughs> man. If you I'm the one who in my bed, you the one who I choose, whoever I like on Instagram. But at the same time, you're going to have to give her that same respect. So if she like a football player picture or something, you're going to have to give her that same type of respect, you know what I'm saying, and let her do what she want to do. So, you know, like I say, as long as it ain't too disrespectful, I don't see no problem with it, you know what I'm saying? But that's me. The other one, she came to me with the fucking picture. Look at this shit, look at this shit. When you said that women women should bow down to their men. And she said, I'm not bowing down to nobody. I'm not bowing to nobody. Yeah, that was a strategic shade room, you know, clip. It was really me explaining, bow down. Like, I have, a, I do have, uh, you know, uh, when I talk, a lot of the things I say get uh, flipped or whatever. Or I wouldn't even say it's flipped. People just take it the wrong way or whatever. Like, because, you know, I think with that video, it really was, after looking back at it, it was just the language. It was a, a bitch, a bitch ain't going to do this. A bitch ain't. Really, I don't walk around and call women bitches. That's like my slang saying a woman ain't going to do this. A woman ain't going to do that. But, you know, because I do curse a lot, it sounded bad as I sat back and look at it, you know. And I'm trying to get better at uh, not cursing so much. The thing is, I try to explain to people. 
I'm a rapper. You know what I'm saying? So I do curse a lot. But then you got to think about this. You as a normal human being look at me like my whole life is crazy or whatever. But really, I haven't been in high school since 1999. And I've just been doing rap and doing stuff that I don't have to follow rules or, you know, where I ain't got to watch my vocabulary. You know what I'm saying? Like I ain't got to, you know, I didn't have to follow the rules of workplace where you had to move like this or move like that. I just kind of did. Cursing got me paid. You feel mm-hmm. me? So Be your boss. I, I lived a different life, you know, so mm-hmm. that's why I curse like I curse and you know, I was able to do it. You know what I'm saying? I was able to move like this. So that's why I talk like this, you know, but I am trying to get better. I'm, you know, I'm getting old. I got to get better. But at the end of the day, that's why I curse a lot. And a lot of my messages I try to send get misconstrued. Like even with that, I wouldn't, that was a pot. The positive message in that was stop being fake. And if you like something, like it, you know what I'm saying? And, and and at the end of the day, a woman shouldn't be insecure behind a like or something on her Instagram if her husband see a picture of a woman he like or, or something like that. You know, it shouldn't be that crazy. You know, that was my message. I just cussed too much and it got misconstrued. And then when I said bow down, I was talking on speaking on a man should be able to be a man. You know what I'm saying? Like it shouldn't it shouldn't be like it seemed like now dudes are scared of women. And then they let women get away with everything. They get the rap, the Megan the Stallion raps and talk about how they going to break dudes and all the wild shit. They got the WAP and all this here. But we can't do certain stuff. It seems like we the ones, you know, we getting punk now. And I don't like that, you know. So when I say bow down, that was me speaking on I see a gender role change kind of. Like I see the women taking over and dudes just like, you know, acting, being the emotional ones all the time and, you know, and, and acting like, you know, wearing purses, you know, like it's just, I'm just saying, like, it's getting crazy. Like, you know, you, you, man, know, you know what I'm going to do? I, I'm going to go like three pictures tonight and then I'm going to send you a DM and I'm going to tell you how it went for me. And, don't and lose your, your help. Don't ruin your, your relationship you behind me, you know. I'm just slim thug. I ain't Jesus. You know, I'm just saying how I move. Like, don't break up. Don't lose your woman behind me. I will say that, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is. I move very different. Like, I move different. Like, I'm a person who really believes, you know, I can achieve anything I want. You know what I'm saying? And with that comes a lot of consequences. Like you say, I stay getting jammed up about anything, likes or whatever it may be. A lot of the times I be just joking. But at the end of the day, I'm so against being controlled that I break the rules constantly. Like, you know what I'm saying? I refuse to be controlled, especially by a woman, especially by anybody. Like, I just feel like I'm going I'm to move how I want to move. And the person who is for me is going to understand me and respect me. You know what I'm saying? And that's just, I guess that's why I'm single now. <laughs> no, 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 listen, listen. I want to say this in, in all reality. First of all, Shit, I was playing those records in what? When did when did when did when did uh tipping come out? When did it that was like out? 03, 03, okay. 04. So I was playing, I was playing all all the Swisher House, uh, God bless, uh, 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 screw all of that. I knew screw, I used to promote records to him when I was a Tommy boy. I saw all of that happen in Houston. You have been your own boss, you've been your own man since you were a man. You right. ne- you're never.
never going back to that. You haven't gone in the You don't even know what it's like to go in the office and, and somebody say, give us the loose leaf paper. What the fuck are you talking about? Exactly. I got, got $3,000 fucking cowboy boots on with my fucking name on the side. What are you talking about? Leave me alone. So you, you don't, you don't, just like me, I, I, I work for myself. We, we don't, we don't, we don't just go with the norm. So I respect that and I understand right. that. If you if it works for you and you make it work, that's the way it is. Obviously, right. the shit works for you because you ain't you ain't hurting when it comes to women. And so 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 it works. And I do believe, minus all the joking, man, do whatever you got to do. And, and 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 if you if it, if a woman can't deal with that, then it is what it is. Honestly, now I'm probably gonna I'm a, get motherfucked when you get off this ride with me, sir. But but nah, I don't deal with motherfucker. I'm honestly, honestly, like people look at me and they think I'm such a wild guy. Like I'm honestly a relationship dude. I usually be in relationships. If you look back on my history, I stayed in constant relationships and that's what got me to where I'm at. It's a lot of people don't understand my journey. Like through my twenties, when I was turned up and at my highest peak, I was in a relationship. It wow. got to the point where I felt like, you know what? I'm wasting years with these three years with this one, two years with that one, three years. I'm wasting my years with these women. So now I'm just so stiff on being exactly who I really am and making them accept me for me than playing games and wasting, you know, three, four years with this woman or the next one. I just want to be so myself and have somebody come into my life that really, you know, can understand me and understand that I'm just a lot of that is jokes. A lot of the stuff you see on, on Instagram is just jokes to me, at least, you know. And like I say, I believe somebody will be able to see through all that. And, and that's going to be the person who is for me. But I'm not going to fake it, man. I refuse to fake it again in my life and, you know, and uh, pretend to be a certain way or act, do something that's so uncomfortable to me, like. Being in relationships, it's a lot of sacrificing you got to do, right? Yep, and then, honestly, I don't want to do a lot of the uncomfortable stuff. I only want to be with somebody who really is my soulmate. I don't want to fake it because, ah, oh, Slim, you're 40. Now it's time to settle down, kid. You can't be out here doing this. I ain't going out for that. I'm going to go out because I meet the one of my dreams. Because on the other page, at 40, I've seen both sides of it. I see my life and i see i live a happy life there's a lot of beautiful single women i can you know uh date or whatever that's out on the market that's like me that been with ballers and it's hard for them to settle for a regular dude now because they didn't been with the top of the top you know what i'm saying so it's like for me i'm happy now so the person who comes in my life is really gonna have to be somebody who makes me better you know without a doubt you know what i'm saying and and if it ain't that, I'm cool where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? And that's just what it is. Like, so that's Listen, just. <laughs> sir, sir, there's a woman in here named Long Tongue Goddess, and she keeps putting up love faces. And if she has a long tongue, I can I can only figure you'll be fine, sir. You 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 you'll right. definitely be fine. Um, right. The, I just you know when I was when I was when I got the uh, when I got the the uh, information to do this interview and and uh and your PR said these are the people I have I immediately picked you because the you know I spoke to Bun B and a couple other people nobody really understands what contribution Houston made to hip hop you guys actually made to me 
y'all beat the South. Right. Because it was it was a whole crew of y'all. And y'all came, y'all just bust through the fucking door in a way that we had never seen that happen. Now you saw Outcast, but you never saw and, and the thing about it is all of you guys stuck together. You didn't go in different directions. Y'all were a team. And, and and that's the one thing that I loved about it. How did you wind up even getting to be a part of that clique? A part of Swisher House? Uh that started when I was 17 years old in high school. I was in high school, and that's a local little uh, little venue where all the local high schools would go and, um, you know, party. And um, the DJ was Michael Watts, the dude who uh, started mm-hmm. Switch House. 5,000. Right, 5,000 was DJing. And before I was even in Switch House, I would always go buy tapes from him. You know what I'm saying? I'm from the north side of Houston. And for people who not from Houston, back in that day, the city was the DJ screw was the south side and they didn't really mess with us on the north side. And and through that I'm a young teenager. So I didn't want to listen to DJ Screw and they be talking about the north side. So I used to always buy the uh Michael Watts tapes, you know what I'm saying? But I because I did still like the music. And um I would listen to them and then eventually we did that tape together and it just, you know, it turned up like flames, man. And really uh being uh doing underground chopped and screw music was so big at that time it was like mainstream in houston like it was what everybody was listening to not just the hood not just people who sip serve the suburban white kids everybody was listening to it and um when we we started doing the music it really taught me how to be a businessman you know he told me bring back seven dollars out for this 15 and you know what i'm saying and through that, I learned how to really hustle, you know what I'm saying? And then through that, I learned my self-value. Because uh, as I dropped music and mixtapes, I would see how many I would sell, know how much money I made that month. So then when I go to New York and they say, well, we're going to give you 250000 and we already making that in the streets, you know, I'm like, man, I don't really, uh, that don't sound right to me because we already getting that, you know what I'm saying? So to give up four albums for that is crazy. You know, we really know what that means, you know, because we already selling them out the trunk, you know what I'm saying? So um, that, me and Weiss got together early on that Swisher House. We took that all across the states, you know what I'm saying, and just let that grow. And that's how I got with him, you know, in the beginning. Eventually, I started my own thing, Boss Hog Outlaws. Mm-hmm. I was ever about since, to get to that. Yeah, you know, uh, ever since then, I, I just built my own little uh, uh, crew up. And, you know, we've been rolling out like that. You know, now we boss life. Now, now, and, and I can I can verify. Well, I can co-sign all of that because the way that the way the music was in Houston, I worked at Tommy Boy. I used to run the rap promotion department, and and what we had to do is, in order to get Houston, Dallas, and parts of the South to play the records, we had to get them. We got we had to get them screwed up. And, and that's, that's, you know, we had to always go to school and be like, oh, do this, do this, do this. It was such a, a big movement. What what made you say, I'm going to do my own thing? I'm going to do Boss Hog Outlaws. What what made you say, this is what I'm going to do, I'm walking away? Uh, I was with Watts, and then it's like 15 of us in, in um, Swisher House. Uh, so he we all had different stores. We would sell our CDs and tapes, too, and stuff. And, um... I think we just kept growing and to the point where we felt like 
uh, you know, it was time for us to do our own thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the stores I had, I wanted to do more, you know what I'm saying? And wasn't able to do more, you know, when I wanted to do it. Cause I was still, it wasn't mine. Swisher house was for Watts, you know? So I, we had to move at his pace and all that there. So eventually I just wanted, you know, my, my day one dream and wasn't to dream was not to be, uh, Scarface, it was to be Jay Prince, you know what I'm saying? Like, I really wanted to be the boss because I seen it, you know. I'm in Houston, I get to see the car shows, the 50 cars at the car show, the you know what I'm saying? I seen the life, so I was like, man, hey, you know, uh, this is what I want to do. Eventually, I wanted to kick back and you know, have rappers and do that, you know. But you know, uh, uh thank God that I'm able to still, you know, provide for my people like this. But like I say, it was just, um. I felt like I just grew into it. I, I had to, you know, uh, step my game up. I wanted to keep going, and I wanted to move at my own pace. So it was only right I'd do my own thing. When did you realize that, that you guys were at the top of your game and you had you had made it to the level that, like, many few people make it? Oh, man. Um, probably, uh... It was a couple times on the cool that for me at least, um, when we was performing, still tipping on the BT awards and on MTV awards and um, what else? Uh, doing that song with Beyonce, going number one with that. Uh, you know, like those type of memories, like in the studio with Gwen Stefani, just you know making music, you know, and just in the in the in the studio with Pharrell, you know, like. And being around Pharrell, Pharrell would have a studio with Mariah next door, Snoop in one room, Justin Timberlake, you know, Nelly, everybody. Like, it's like, so he had a whole record plant full of, you know, all kind of superstars. So at that point, it was like, you know, man, you know, for the longest, we was underground. And that's how we knew. And we was making great money doing it. And that's how we kind of like was living for. But, you know, when we touched that level of it, we're still tipping popped and all that there. It was just a whole nother level, man. You know, it was live. Now, now, Pharrell, Star Trek, how did how did all of that happen? Because like you said, you on your own. You didn't really need it, right? Right. It just really came about. Really, it was like I was I started in 1998. I was in high school. I signed with Pharrell um, and um Oh, three, I think. So that was like, you know what I'm saying? Years later of us grinding in Texas, we just was doing the circle. You know what I'm saying? It's like a loop. We was looping and scooping the money, you know, all in Texas doing shows. And, you know, it was hard to grow. You know, it got it, the, the, the sound was reaching a, it seemed like it was just like, it was hard to, you know, leave the little circle of Dallas, Austin, you know, Louisiana, stuff like that. So we just, um, I never dropped a solo album, though. Before that, I always just did mixtapes and um, collab albums. But on my first album, I, I was really willing to... to uh, my mind frame was, okay, let me sacrifice me as a rapper and blow it up worldwide and still have my independent rights and we can still do everything that we've done on the independent side mm -hmm. and still have a major promotion. So that was my thought process on that. On the cool, I was running the budget up. I wasn't even tripping like I'm getting no money back off of already platinum. My main goal was just to break myself worldwide, you know what I'm saying? And um, 
you know, be able to do my independent stuff still because we had that deal. You know what I'm saying? And I was looking at the money on that end of it. But, you know, so that was really my mind frame of it. I got with Pharrell. I've always been a fan of Pharrell. Love the music we made together. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we made a classic album together. And uh, it would have been even better if my uh, other part didn't get bootlegged. You know what I'm saying? So I definitely, that was definitely the, the best process of making the album I experienced. You know what I'm saying? Being being with uh, Skateboard Pete. So, you know. It was all a, it was all a beautiful time. It was all beautiful times. I, I love that. I love that. I'm not going to take a lot of your time. I got two more questions. Um, of course, what are you doing now? But I, one of the things that, and, and I heard this early, like when the coronavirus first hit, I heard that you caught it. Right. You know, what did you go through during that process? For somebody who hasn't had COVID, I think I had it when I was in China. But for somebody who hasn't, felt that feeling what did you go through man Man, uh it wasn't that crucial to me you know what i'm saying the reason why i knew i had it was because i was just well aware about it earlier that year i had uh took a trip to turks and caicos in like january and um i was just now learning stocks honestly uh through one of my lawyer homeboys justin the lawyer and i was asking him how does he know when you know to buy whatever and he was like, you just got to look at certain news clips, you know, and certain people who you believe in. And he was showing me a clip and the guy was talking about coronavirus in January and saying that, you know, the stock market is going to go down and they don't have a cure yet. And it doesn't look like they're going to have one like before I even knew what it was. So uh, that's what had me had it on my radar early. You know what I'm saying? So then after that, I seen as it start to close down you know other countries and i seen it get closer and closer and i'm still you know listening because i'm listening because i heard the dude message and i'm trying to you know see if he if he was right or not so i just seen it get closer and closer so i was taking it serious early and i just knew the symptoms and you know i, I went to my doctor immediately when i felt like i had the symptoms and um he gave me a test and the next day i had it you know but that week, I felt better. You know, it didn't take me no time to feel better. But it, I never was feeling like, oh, I need to be in the bed, you know, or nothing like that. It never it never hit me hard like it hit uh, a Scarface and some yeah, other man. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I, I've been trying to get in touch with Scarface because there's somebody I want to introduce him to that I, I really think could help him in terms of the natural remedies. And I heard it hit him really, really hard. Some people it hits hard, some people right. it doesn't. I believe I had it because I, I was coughed for a month and a half. I was in China in five locations and I, I had all of the symptoms. Do you think that Texas should shut down? Or Because when I was down there, it was like there was no, no coronavirus. Everybody was out in the street doing their thing. Do you think that Texas should shut down or, or, or it's okay? It's good. Uh, man. Uh, I think that uh, I don't. I don't think Texas is gonna shut down. I don't think they are gonna. The governor's actually said he's not gonna shut down. You know what I'm saying? Like he's gonna work his way through it, and that's just what it is. Like uh, that's just how it is in Texas, man. It's different out here. I'm telling you, like it's different. But at the same time, it's not like a New York. It's not a a, a bunch of people stacked on top of each other. It, it's spaced out. You know, it's more spaced out. And everybody, you know, uh, I think they're just going to continue to enforce the mask up um, campaign. But 
I definitely don't think they're going to shut Texas down. Do I think they should? I don't know. I mean, like, really, uh, I don't know. You know, like, I don't know. I mean, like, at this point, like, it's scary because I want to say, yeah, shut it down and then make sure everybody's safe on that end of it. But at the end of the day, the economy, too, I see. And I understand that a lot of people will lose probably everything, you know, if, if they get shut down again. You know, so uh, I think people know what it is at this point. And um, the ones that are the most uh, at danger has to has to be the most cautious. You know what I'm saying? Because everybody know the consequences of it right now. They're not going to shut it down pretty much. So it, it's just like mask up, man. But it's definitely something that's scary. I'm going to take the medicine. I know I see a lot of people say don't take medicine. I'm going to take it because... I'm scared of it, you know, and, and that's just how I am. I take medicine. I'm not encouraging nobody else to do it. But then to that that there, when the medicine come, is people going to even take it? You know, like, so it's like, when will this ever get back to normal, you know? You, see, here's the, here's the thing. So you 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 straight up, you will take the vaccine. Like, you I'm going to take I'm a, You take the vaccine, you want the vaccine. I don't think, think Bill Gates want to kill me. I don't, I think Bill Gates got too much money to be worried about my broke ass. He give away too much of his fortune to all of a sudden turn into somebody who want to harm me. That's my mind frame on this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think like that. And I'm a medicine person. Like, I, I know some people would like to go the natural way. If I got a, a, a sinus, I'm going up there and I want to get me a Z-Pack. I'm just a medicine. I do that. Like, that's just how I am, you know. I, I'm on high blood pressure medication. I take a pill every day, you know. And I'm not going to, I seen the thing is, I see medicine work, you know, so I see a lot of my, I seen a lot of my homeboys try to do the natural way and didn't do it seriously. I know I'm going to fuck up. I know I'm going to drink. I'm going to have a drink. I'm going to stop at Chick-fil-A. I'm going to eat something fried. I'm not going to shoot the dice on my life, you know, playing, trying to act like I'm really uh, this uh, discipline, you know what I'm saying? When I know what it is. I'm going to take my blood pressure pill if it's going to save my life. I've seen too many people have strokes. You know, my friends lose their life, you know, playing with this pill. And, you know, like I say, I believe in medicine. I don't I, I don't know. I've seen it work. So I, I, for me, for me, um, vaccine right now. See, here's my thing, Slim. OK, there's a couple of different pieces to this, bro. They just made it six months ago. I understand. <laughs> yeah. I mean, am I going to get you, in the car and drive a car? If it takes if it takes three days to make a Toyota, and then dudes come to me and say, listen, man, we just made this Toyota uh, six minutes ago. Go on, get in here, sir. I don't know if the fucking the transmission is going to work. Number two, there's a, and, and you know something? It's funny that you said Bill Gates because everybody has conspiracy theories regarding Bill Gates, man. Right. But I, I, I think, listen, everybody's going to have a choice of what they're going to do, whether they're going to do it, whether they're not going to do it. That's going to be, I'm going to wait till April and we'll see what happens in April. But I don't know, man. I'm like, I'm so not that's gonna, when they, see, I look, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to be the guinea pig. I don't want to try the first little round, but I do eventually want to take the vaccine. That's going to stop me from catching Corona again. I caught Corona also. You know, so after you catch it, it's a different type of feeling. You know, you saying you don't want to take a, a vaccine, but if it is, it can save your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
I don't know. Like, that's on you. I feel you. You know, I feel people who saying they don't want to do it. I understand that certain people don't even believe in medicine, you know, and that's all cool. But, you know, when you got uh, when you got Corona and you don't know and nobody know what's going on and you like, man, this shit might take me out the game. It's scary. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a different type of, you know what I'm saying? It's, like, it's a different it's a different kind of feeling when somebody tells you you got this and go home and work that out for 14 days. Exactly. Exactly. With no answers. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's like, you know, that's scary, man. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I don't, like I say, I don't believe that, uh, like I'm not a conspiracy theorist person at all. And I'm not even, I ain't gonna lie and say I'm a, a, a natural person who just only believe in that way. You know, like I say, I believe I, I want to protect myself and, and be, I really want more than anything. I want the world to come back to normal, man. I'm tired of, you know, do, doing the everything mask everywhere. So we all got to take a damn vaccine to get back to not wearing masks every day and get back to being normal. And I'll take the damn vaccine. So that's I'm me. A, I'm going to tell you like this. I go to China at least five times a year in Asia. It's nothing for them to wear masks. You go in the club and 35% of the club got a mask on. You go on the plane, 35% of the plane got a mask on. It is what it is. It's, that's just how they are in Asia. So it's kind of like adopting their culture for a couple of years. I wanted to go back to, to regular. I like to be back out in the clubs. I like to do my thing. You, on the other hand, being a businessman, and I respect you for this, you came out with your own line of personal protective equipment. Tell everybody about that before you walk out the door, sir. Right. We, You know, after I became damn near the face of Corona, you know, when I had let everybody know uh, that I did have it and was trying to let people know that it was real, you know, uh, I, de- I was hearing that, you know, people was getting taxed with masks. So I teamed up with some people that came up and came out with a cheap mask, you know what I'm saying, where people can get it at an affordable price. You know, that was something we did. We just, you know, always doing stuff in the, you know, to give back. We just did something with checkers. We gave out 200 um, hamburgers in uh, the hood the other day, you know. We always doing different stuff in the community. I love that, man. I love that. Is there anywhere where the people can get the, the PPEs? If they want to get it from you, they can get it from you? The website is Slim HTX. It's Slim.htx. And um the website is uh it's a, I I repost it on my Instagram and the stories or whatever too, so they can get Hold on, hold on one second. www.slim. Yeah. Slim.htx. And yeah. also Smoke Shield too. We got a little smoke shield. I teamed up with Smoke Shield. That's like uh, you know, everywhere I go, I smell like a pound. So I had came up with these with a, a spray. That'll block the smell of the smoke. You know, that's been real hot. Everybody been on that. But that that, that is right there. I like that. I like that. So you got that shit in your car. It don't smell like nothing. You could. Right. Exactly. Boss Life World, my boy for me, reminded me. BossLifeWorld.com is where you need to go to get the drip, man. You know, we, we, have, we got a black-owned clothing line. You know what I'm saying? We really try to do quality work. So uh, make sure y'all check it out. This the website though, slum.htx right there, but yeah. And Thank then you, Boss Life World. Appreciate, appreciate it. And anything you, you need from me, anything you need from me, please reach out, bro. You got my information. Anything you need from me, please reach out. I'm going to be down in Houston in about three weeks. Maybe I'll, I, I, I'll get up with you, bro. We chopping. Please hit me up, boss. Good talking to you, man. Much love, bro. 
Make Noise with Fat Man Scoop is produced by myself alongside Raj Kachetcha and the team at creativecontentagency.com. Please support this podcast by leaving us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I love that. And by following this podcast on Spotify and sharing links to episodes you enjoy with your friends. Do it. You can also email the show via podcast at fatmanscoop.com. I answer that. Or you can DM me at Fat Man Scoop. Yes, I answer DMs. <laughs>